Welcome to the Happy Mindset, episode 107. Today's episode is called Learned Helplessness. Today I'm just going to talk around learned helplessness and I'm going to talk around the locus of control as well. These are two concepts, two concepts, yeah, they're two concepts that I came across in psychology that helped me to understand this mindset better. So the way I'm going to talk about this is mainly to raise an awareness of this being a mindset rather than it being an objective thing that's happening to you. I'll talk about it in relation to just my own experience, like how I've seen this play out in my own life. So like when I wasn't aware of learned helplessness, it I didn't associate it with my mindset. I associated it more of like life happening to me. I had no real say in the outcomes and that ties into the locus of control. So the locus of control, there's two main locus of controls you can have. You can either have an internal focus local of control, locus of control, which is that you've got this belief that you do have an effect on the outcomes in your life and you do have an effect on the things that happen. The external locus control is more focused on the external, which is more feelings of like, I couldn't do anything about it. And there's more of a, a giving up of your power to things. That, that's where that locus control goes. So when I wasn't aware of these concepts or I wasn't aware of this experiment as well, this is an experiment that was carried out on dogs in the 1960s by Martin Seligman and a few of his colleagues. Basically, the, the experiment, what they did was they got a group of dogs together. Ethically, I don't know whether they'd be able to do this now. I'd say it was even challenging for them at the time to do this. But what they did was that they shocked these dogs. They put them into a box and they shocked them a few times until they were conditioned to believe that they couldn't get out of the box. So there was like, a, they were trying to jump out of the box before, but they get a shock. They get a shock whenever they try to do that. So they did that for, I don't know how long they did that, but they did it to such an extent that the dog was conditioned to believe they couldn't jump over the box without getting a shock. Once they'd reached that stage, they didn't shock the box anymore. And they found the dogs that they, they didn't even try anymore, even though they weren't going to get shocked. They didn't try anymore because they'd so, they were so conditioned to believe and associate trying to escape with that shock that they just gave up. They didn't try anymore. You can look into that experiment. I probably butchered it to some extent there, but it's, it's an awareness of this, that this is something that plays out in our own lives as well as adults, uh, as human beings as well. This is something that we can bring with us from childhood into adulthood, unconsciously not being aware of this is what's happening. And it can limit us, limit us in a lot of things that we can do. Another analogy that I that I quite liked as well was the analogy of a baby elephant in a circus. So in order to make these elephants more docile when they grow into enormous elephants, because the thing is the elephant could run away whenever they wanted to because they're a huge beast, but the elephant doesn't know that. And they what they do for baby elephants is that they tie them to a, I don't know whether they still do this, but at one stage anyway, they were doing this, where they'll tie their leg to like a pole and the elephant will try to escape for a while and they, they won't be able to escape because the pole is too strong for it. The elephant doesn't realize though, like when it gets, when it grows into an adult that it's now powerful enough to, to break free. But because it was so conditioned as a baby elephant that it couldn't break free, there was such a belief there. It doesn't try anymore. It's accepted this Latin life. So that's another analogy, another kind of story that helps me to, helps me to understand this, how this plays out on a, on a human level because this is all psychological it's it's not something that is very physical so you, you mightn't necessarily be aware of this 
So how I'll apply this to my own life, I'll just talk about how I've seen it play out in my own life a bit. So the way I see it play out in my own life is the varying different things I can do. There was one stage in my life where I I wasn't a Luddite, but I was very bad at technology. I didn't take an interest in technology. And a lot of the thought process that was stopping me there was just this strong belief, this strong conditioned belief that I picked up on just unconsciously that technology wasn't for me. I was a language person. That was a belief, a conditioned belief. It was only when I started taking action steps, like I was that baby elephant who suddenly realized that I'm no longer a baby elephant, I'm an adult elephant, and I can start tugging away at this pole a bit now because I'm more strong. I'm stronger. More strong. I'm stronger. That was kind of the realization that I had there, and that allowed me to explore more into technology, that I'm an adult now. I can explore these things without fear of repercussion around that psychologically for me. Because when I was a child, that pulling on the... That pulling on the pole, that would manifest in more of a psychology of like, I try something, I wouldn't be immediately good at it, or I wouldn't be good at it after a while. And I, I'd have this kind of self-deprecation, or I'd have this kind of, my self-esteem was tied into the skill set. So now as an adult, if I try something and I realize, oh, it, it's not worth the effort, I don't want to do this. I don't have as much of that like self-esteem tied into it. It's kind of like that pole isn't there for me. There's definitely still other areas where I struggle with this and I found that it's as an adult as you develop your world expands so you can find new groups of people you can find different environments to be around it's quite challenging then to actually embody the stuff that you've learned around the people that you grew up with that might see you in a different way so that I found that challenging that you're confronted with people who have known one version of you and they might meet you again as an adult and they might unconsciously or consciously be projecting what they know of you or who they think you are onto you and vice versa. That can be challenging. That's a challenging part. And that's how they learn helplessness. It's not just like a, a mindset you snap out of. It's not something that like you read it and you're like, oh, I get it now. And you're, you're free from this. I found that it, it's learned helplessness and locus of control, these psychological concepts and these ex experiments, they help to make things more evident to you. They help to like start pointing you in the direction of mindset and like your own internal, internal state, how that's affecting your life. That's pretty much what it's doing. It's just pointing you in the right direction. Then over time, you start to see this play out more and more, like as you're open to the idea that maybe my locus control is a bit off maybe I can do a lot more than I think I can do and so even when programming now as well even something as subtle as the mindset level of problem solving I find whenever I am faced with a new problem or a new challenge in work the stories and narratives that usually crop up for me are like I can't do this it'll be variations of I can't do this it'll be it's not even imposter syndrome it's just like I know it's going to take a lot of effort to try and look at this in a way where I'll I'll be able to figure out the problem, figure out the solution. I know there'll be a lot of mental energy and effort that I don't know for sure whether I'll be able to get the solution or not. It seems like a lot of hard work and I'm not even guaranteed I'll get the outcome. So that's initially the, the resistance that comes up there on a mindset level. And it's very much of a feeling of like learned helplessness. I feel helpless in that situation because I'm faced with a problem that I haven't solved before. So my default, my natural default is to go, Oh, this is too hard for me. I don't even want to try. Like, I, I can't do this. 
that's the the feeling sensations and it's true exposure from doing that in the the long term uh, just day by day doing that you develop that capacity to notice that more and to ignore that a bit more so well, even in the ignoring that's something as well that's quite subtle and quite nuanced like i guess with the learned helplessness as well there's been a huge amount of stories in my life around uh, doing things that are quite personal, doing things that I find meaning in and putting it out there and maybe people laughing at it and laughing on my back and stuff like that. And up until this point in time, I have chosen to ignore that narrative, ignore it as much as possible so I can just get on with my work. It's only been in recent weeks that I've realized that that isn't that helpful. It's helpful to the extent that it can help me to just get on with things and create things. But if I don't acknowledge that feeling, it's not going to go anywhere. It'll still be there in the back of my mind. That fear will always be there. So it's been in recent times I realized, like, just let it in and feel it and just see what this grounded in. Is there any substance to these feelings, this fear? And um, that's generally how I've approached facing fears. Like, it's just, it's a very subtle thing because these fears, these irrational fears, are feelings like they're feelings that are going on internally uh there's a certain amount of like there's fear in the external world of like that'll keep you safe like if there, if you see like uh somebody coming at you with a with some uh, trying to kill you or something you run away like that's that's stuff that's helpful but it's the irrational illogical fears that are based off of like how we think about things like the, the fears in our thinking they're not helpful they're not helpful for you as a person and they're not helpful for the people you're trying to help as well. So I found that just, it's kind of, I guess it's kind of peeling the layers of the onion. It's like, as you move from one level to the next, there's like different things that you're more and more okay with facing. And so that's a, a narrative and a, an experience that I'm more willing to feel into now as well. So that's, that's generally how I approach fears and irrational, illogical fears. So learned helplessness, how this helps me as well as a self-directed learner is that it just opens up a lot more to me. Like, because I'm aware of this being more of a mindset than anything, when it comes to learning things and studying things and the paths I choose to follow even career-wise, things then become more centered around what's of interest to me. I acknowledge that most any skill set is difficult to develop. But I'm not interested in all skill sets and I can't pursue all skill sets. So the questions become more around what skill sets am I, am I interested in following rather than before my mindset when I was living inside this learned helplessness when I thought it was an external thing. I was cut off from technology. I didn't see that as a viable career path for me because it looked difficult. And like anything looks difficult to begin with. Languages look difficult to me to begin with. Like I can remember when I was even 12, 13 years old watching French movies on TG Carr. I'd be looking at it and I'd be like, I can't understand a word they're saying, but I'm fascinated by it. Like I really want to understand this. I want to be able to communicate this. So I thought it was a really cool thing to be able to speak a second language. And so by entertaining that, by following that path, I became the person who could speak French. So when I became aware of the learned helplessness I had around technology, started seeing it as a more of a mindset, 
then that gave me that curiosity of like it'd be cool to actually understand some of the code that I see you know, when somebody when I see lines of code on the screen I'd love to be able to understand that and so that got me into the frame of mind of like thinking of it in terms of a language I just thought back to like when I was looking at French I didn't understand any of the lines in the book as well like I couldn't understand anything it was a foreign language to me so that gave me got over my initial helplessness around looking at lines of code and not knowing where to begin and then I started looking at pattern recognition like I did with languages it's like when you start figuring out the logic and when you start figuring out a few key things then you can start reading and it gives you a bit of confidence and and confidence and momentum then you can build off of because again you're 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 shifted from that locus of control being internal and that learned helplessness you're aware of it and when it does come up you're aware it's the learned helplessness that's there it's not the actual reality of the situation and you can just get on with things a bit more because with technical skills a lot of it boils down to the consistency to showing up every day and with programming I, even with French as well, it's just I suppose it's been a, a while since I remember the growing pains from learning French. But there's a lot of days that like it's just very difficult. It's like what is that consistency that you build from just just showing up and doing the work each day, even though you've got these kind of narratives that can play in your head sometimes and try and uh, get you to doubt yourself from showing up doing the work every day, from feeling feeling the frustration, feeling the overwhelm. That allows you to chunk it and just deal with it better. And then you just, over time, you start learning this stuff. So now, like, for example, I'm in a place now where I can speak in a podcast. Even when I started this two years ago, I had so much, like, anxiety within me that I wouldn't have been able to, like, record a podcast for 20 minutes, maybe, of me speaking. It wouldn't have been possible for me at the very start. It was just from gradual increments, like a year in, I think I did the first podcast myself, and that was a short one. And then it's been two years on the line, I've been just doing them more consistently myself, because I've always had these ideas, and I guess I've been drifting more towards the mindset as well of like actually seeing these things play out and putting them into my own words and trying to explain them and articulate them. Because it's from me doing that, then I get a clearer sense of like what I do and what I don't know. That's very beneficial to me because otherwise again you can fool yourself you can think you know a lot more than you do but if you can't verbalize it and you can't like relate it to your life in some way like it's 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 not that impactful and i think that's what turns a lot of people off of books reading uh more of the theories and stuff like that because you can tend to just associate it with theory and nice ideas and nothing actually changes which it doesn't until you start like looking at this in a way where for example this concept of learned helplessness how does this actually apply to my life how can it help me to do things that i wouldn't be able to do otherwise and so like what i'm explaining today there are two concepts they're not they're not the only two what what I, as i move forward this podcast i'll incorporate in more and more concepts and things that have just helped me over the years to reinforce thing reinforce this mindset in me a lot of it too it's like distilling the essence from these concepts so it's the patterns and principles it's like you see this concept like those two concepts today learned helplessness and locus of control they're very very connected from what i can see like the locus of control being external is a feeling of helplessness and the locus of control internal is a feeling of powerfulness within 
and the learned helplessness there is like a feeling of like that's the focus of the external and then like you can also learn you can learn you can learn to be helpful i guess to yourself and helpful in the way that you're just tapping into the power within that sometimes gets clouded over with all these doubts and all these external focusing thought processes like all that stuff that's kind of cluttering your potential so that that's the main things i wanted to touch on today there are two concepts in psychology that have helped me over the years as i move forward i'm just going to keep bringing in just different things i've learned through philosophy and psychology uh, as well what, what this does for me is it gives me more of a, a reason to pay attention when i read psychology philosophy what did i read recently oh it was to do with parsing yeah so i did a podcast did a podcast around parsing so i did a podcast it was actually a podcast i was going to release today but i wasn't fully happy with it i want to do i want to do it again uh, to get it a bit better and parsing came up and in the podcast episode i mentioned parsing being like the essence of it is like sifting through the information and sifting through the information getting at the important stuff which i think it can it can mean that when people say like i often hear elon musk saying uh just need to parse through the information or something along those lines and for me that that's what that felt like but then during the week as i was coding i came across like parse in javascript i think it was to parse or some function or something you know and i started looking at the parsing again and i was like i was like shit no i that's not really the meaning what i said in that podcast wasn't really the meaning of parsing and so that's gotten me interested in looking at parsing again revisiting it because it, it's in linguistics and it's in programming uh, parsing and for just briefly looking at it again parsing's like oh, i don't want to make a i don't want to butcher this again but parsing's like uh looking for structural making sure something's structurally correct like in languages it would be the the actual syntax of the sentence it'd be like is it structurally correct i'm not gonna i'm not gonna elaborate on this too much today i'm i think i'll do another podcast when i've got a better understanding of this because it's it's in linguistics it's in programming as well and i just i don't know i might do an episode if it's, if it's something that could be a benefit i'll do an episode around that but again that's down to the mindset before if i did that I wouldn't even mention that in the podcast today. I was even hesitant for us for a second of mentioning this. But then I said, I'll mention it because this is reality. Like, you're not going to get everything perfect. And so this is this is part of, like, this process for me is that just, like, talking things out, talking things through, and then revisiting something if I feel like I haven't got the essence of that right. And there's nothing wrong with that either. There's nothing wrong with that. It's something. We can build on something. We can't build on nothing. So, Yeah. That's what I, that's just what I wanted to share today. Learned helplessness, locus of control. I think you'll find that useful if you just read into that experiment too. Learned helplessness, if it's something new to you, and just look at locus of control too. Uh, it can help you to look more in the direction of mindset. Something that I try and keep in my mind as well. That's it. Thanks again for listening, and I will speak to you on the next episode.